Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 142 of the Fresher and Parlance show. My name is Parlance. And I am Fresher. 142. I even almost forgot what the number was, but it's getting... It's up there. I actually forgot what the number was because we haven't done the show in so long. I had to like go back to our notes to actually look at what the episode was. <laughs> so I'll be honest. Speaking I wasn't, of, I wasn't paying attention. not doing it in a while. It has been. Has it been three weeks? It's been, I think, I think four weeks. Possibly. Four weeks. Oh, by the way, since it's been four weeks, let me introduce you guys to this is the Fresh and Parlance show. It is a lifestyle show where myself fresher and parlance talk about our uh current events and what's going on in our happenings and uh you can listen to the supplementary podcast also on google music and itunes and all that fresh and par nine o'clock thursdays yeah so right now just since you spoke bitcoin went up to two million dollars and back down to ten thousand dollars in a span of of two minutes and might as well have I know. I have so much to talk about, but I want to lead with Bitcoin because it's literally going crazy. It's absolutely I know. Bonkers. And like I I feel particularly uh interested or whatever cuz I mean, I have some Bitcoin that I've had for like a while, so like I actually have a substantial amount of money now and like it's like so meaningless. Like the way it's not what Bitcoin's supposed to be at all. It's like at this point it's not a currency. It's like not useful. And you can't tell what it's going to do like I kind of want to sell it just to get the money, but then like, I kind of want to keep it because like, it might go up more, and like I'm not losing anything if I don't. I mean, but like, you, you could. It's like more could, of a gamble than even gambling because you, it's really no idea. Like, it's just like there's nothing. So for those of you who don't know, we've talked about cryptocurrency probably for the better part of two years on this thing, on <laughs> yeah. the show. And honestly, if we all bought Bitcoin when we started talking about Bitcoin. Every single one of us will would we could retire pretty much at this moment in time. Like if we yeah, put for sure. If you put ten thousand dollars in when Bitcoin was about two hundred bucks, um uh let's see, Bitcoin is now uh what is it, eighteen thousand dollars, something like that. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Here, let's do the math. If we bought ten thousand dollars, even a thousand though, let's say thousand dollars of Bitcoin for two hundred bucks. So let's see it's like uh, seventeen seventeen hundred times growth or something yeah so how many times is 720 going to a uh 200 go into a thousand five we've had five bitcoins and right now seven it's it's uh times what did you say it was seventeen thousand what that's i mean that's let's just say seventeen thousand dollars it's a yeah we have eighty five thousand dollars which is like ridiculous. yeah that's ridiculous. i know that's super ridiculous i mean so, i put in maybe like i put in like two hundred dollars like four years ago or something and like, yeah. And now it's like something like ten thousand or something. Yeah. And yeah. like, but yeah, I mean that's like a that's the point of money because before when it was like five hundred dollars or something, like it's like oh cool, like I get like, you know, I made like double or something, which is cool. But but at this point, I don't know if I should take it out or take some out. But then like it swings so much, like it could literally be forty thousand dollars tomorrow. Like there's no telling. I was saying, like, if you like, you can't. First off, timing this market is ridiculous, but it's also, it's it goes swing. It's very swingy, right? It goes up and it goes down. It goes up and it goes down. If you were interested in being a day trader or a, um, like interested in in doing that sort of thing, 
I would suspect that you could. Uh, it's way more volatile than the stock market. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. So like, I think right now, if you're gonna, if you have balls of steel and you got in early enough, day trading on uh, cryptocurrencies, but the, there'd be no like. How do you even like measure that though? What do you mean? Because it would just totally be chance. No, you you well, of course it would be chance. So you would you would essentially set. It's like you trade day trade anything pressure but you, that, uh, that you could like look into like you could know how things perform and like look at trends or like things that you think would go well you have trends you have the pro you have volume you have first off the blockchain is there for to analyze what's going in and coming out you have multiple exchanges where there's different currency evaluations uh and, yeah. and, and or whatever valuations of that crypto and then you have uh, what you paid and what you're willing to accept as a gain and what you're willing to accept as a loss right stop loss and stop uh stop by yeah. right so so you uh you can work that way i mean the the thing went up to i think it hit 20 like i was just looking in the korean exchanges if you're if you have any sort of connection to korea right now okay like at yeah. all the korean exchanges right now are trading at 21 or around twenty thousand dollars for a bitcoin yeah, that's crazy. So, so what you could theoretically do, and this is not a joke, you oh, could you just buy them here and sell them there. You well, so you would have to have someone on the Korean exchange, right? So yeah. you would have to have, because it's you have to be a Korean citizen to be on that Korean exchange, right? So you would I don't have know. to. Yeah, no, I don't I'm think sure. anything about citizenship for bitcoins. No, I think it's for the the current that exchange that that I'm talking about specifically, the one that has the oh, higher yeah. price of the bitcoin. So apparently, there's a lot of disparity between. Coinbase and other other things because the volume it's just so weird just the different exchanges and the volume and the price thresholds yeah. and stuff like that. So apparently there's a lot of arbitrage happening between all of the different trading desks. I don't I it seems to me like it's first off it's crazy and I don't know how how fast um like how fast things happen. You know what I mean? Like if you put in a, a trade like right now like when would that trade actually go through? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like the whole thing, and I was reading some stuff about how in 2018 it's going to be more regulated, and the the futures thing is going to be like um, totally set up. So like, they're gonna they're saying it's going to be like a fourth asset type for like major investors and things. So futures is going online in five days, and and for yeah, those that's crazy. Who, I mean, that's, do you, so I think that that will raise the price, don't you think? Uh, so there's two trains of thought on it. There's yeah. trains. There's because for those of you who don't know futures, and and basically I I'm just assuming it's options. Is, yeah. When I say futures, they just mean options. Um, I could be wrong, uh, but right now there's no way to short the market. Okay, there's no way to short a Bitcoin. And when I mean short a Bitcoin, what that means is that uh, you expect the price to go down, right? It's like the only yeah. way to short right now would be to sell your Bitcoin into a, yeah. as the as the crypto world would call it fiat currency. You would sell it into like the dollar and then wait for the thing to go down and then rebuy it. An option, much like in a stock market, um, gives you the ability to to uh, there'll be tiering essentially, like depending on the price, and you pay for the option to purchase. A Bitcoin, whether you think it's going to go higher or lower, right? And there's a expiration date on that. Um, and if and you pay a, a certain amount of money to to acquire that option because someone is selling that option, 
Um, yeah. So for instance, like to, for an example, if you're a, a holder of a share of a company, um, that's $100, right? Um, yeah. And I am, uh, you're looking to buy, you're, you're, you're the owner of that share of stocks, right? And I'm interested, and I think the stock is going to go up to um, $120 in the next six months. I could buy an option for that stock. And you, you who are willing to sell the stock at $120 can sell me an option to, 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 to your stocks at a certain price. Right. And I, and I pay for that ability to buy those stocks. So, so so that's, I mean, Bitcoin is like, after explaining options and futures, like, because how would that affect Bitcoin? Also, shout out to my sister. She said, hi on the YouTube live chat, which you can join in on if you're on the web page. Yeah, so, uh, so, so how would it negatively impact? So there's never been a way to short the market, okay? Um, yeah. So uh, shorting the market means that you think that it's going to go down, all right? You think that the price is going to go down. Um, and uh, what investors could do when you see heavy pressure to the downside on shorts, there yeah. could be downward pressure because people will be less likely to buy because they'll see that there's all these people shorting it and therefore there's less demand and therefore uh, the price could theoretically go down. Um, I mean, the, I mean the, and my point's not that it wouldn't go down. It's just that like there's going to be more people focusing on it in general. So, like it's, it's like demand is going to go up just as like a thing. Well, here's the thing. Options, so just to be fair, options is a uh, is a a banking instrument or a financial instrument that shouldn't be used by the casual investor, right? Options. Yeah, are no, be- but my point's not at all that like you could use it. My point's not that it like my point's just that it exists. Yeah, but my point is that once those those markets come online, I have a strong suspicion that most people are going to be shorting the Bitcoin. Yeah, but that's, like you were saying, that wouldn't make a difference, like because that's not for a casual, like. Well, because, well, that's the thing is that I think the people that are going to come in hard on it are going to be the the institutional investors. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, in the you ever see the movie The Big Short? Yeah. Right. So, like, what were those people doing? They there was a market that was unreasonably inflated. You know what I mean? And unstable. Yeah. And they were they effectively saw the bubble and shorted the broader instruments of that market. Right, and so they yeah, but well, people thought yeah, but it like I don't know. It seems different than that, just because um, like there's no actual things. Well, it is. That's the like, point. That it goes, is different. That goes back to the actual value. Well, like the is, other thing was like they were bundling bad loans and whatever, and it was turning it into a not real thing. But then people had the like the reason why it was a like that was a bubble or whatever is because people didn't realize that all of these were like worthless things. No, that's and people that's, realize that, that these are worthless. That was the secondary. Oh, okay. To get into that a little bit. Well, yes, I agree with what you're saying. The things that they were packaging and selling was a secondary instrument to the irrational behavior that was being, uh, being done by the population by thinking real estate was a, a, a wit, like, were was a unlosable bet okay yeah no i know but that's what i'm saying about like that's not like oh i was just reading an article well this is really getting technical about bitcoin stuff i was just reading an article about how 
like with the real estate, people said like, there's only so much land. So like, that's why it's a limited thing and it's always going to be valuable. And that's why real estate is, is like good. So people are saying there's only so much Bitcoin. It's not like, like someone can just print more of it or something. So that's why it's going to be valuable. Well, literally you just like argued for my point, which is like, there was only so much land yet housing did crash. Yeah. So, and, and secondarily, I mean, that's, that's not a good argument. Like just that it's cause it has to do with the demand and the actual value. Yeah. So I think the housing thing is kind of complicated because there's like three levels of, 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 of factors that led to that housing crisis. And you're testing my knowledge here and you're lucky. I actually care about some of this stuff so I could actually do it. Yeah. So there was three I'm things sure that our, I hope that our viewers care about it also. Yeah, I know because I have a lot of technical uh, yeah. financial things, but I'm interested in it. Okay. Cause like, yeah. Yeah. So let me just, let's quickly talk about the housing thing and how maybe it compares to, to Bitcoin, but it doesn't really housing had three things. It had irrational exuberance. Okay. On the behalf of consumers thinking that it was a must uh, a must buy to have multiple homes. Uh, and they, they, they spread themselves thin on mortgages that ultimately would go underwater. But the reason why yeah, the mortgages were, also had to do with loans. Oh, that's you didn't let me finish fresher, but the reason why they were able to get the, the loans in the first place, because there was a lax, a laxing of the rules and regulations on, on the, on the, what we would consider the quality of the loan. Okay. So there was a, a massive kind of, I don't want to say fraudulent, but there was like, effectively lower, looser loan standards, um, the diligence on behalf of the loans themselves, the, the loan operators themselves were, were very loose. And then uh, because they knew that they could ultimately go, and this is the third thing and the thing that you were sort of talking about, they were just bundling up these mortgages into what they would call like, uh, uh, I don't want to say- High trust, risk thing. No, with low risk, because housing was considered a very low risk uh, investment because no one defaults on their 30 year mortgage. You know what I mean? That's why the, that's why, um, when these things started crashing down, people had put a lot of money in and, and there's things called credit default swaps, which are, are complicated and I don't even fully understand them. But if you just think of you, like, um, you start, if you have a, and they used to show these in the explanations of how the loans would work. If you have a a champagne glasses, like stacked up in a pyramid, right. And you, and the champagne is the loans and you start pouring it in to the champagne on the top glass, right? The first bucket at the top, if you consider it the best loan, as you pour that in, right, then you're gonna have overflow, right? So all the best loans get put in there and it starts overflowing into the next, this next champagne glasses, right? And it's slowly gonna start overflowing and overflowing and overflowing. And if you think of that as quality, AAA at the top being the best quality and the worst or whatever, whatever A, whatever A plus on the top and an F minus at the bottom, that's how the what was happening is that the the A's were not really A's, the B's were not really B's, the D's were not really B's, and you couldn't even tell because they were intermingling all of them into these things and they were selling them off to insurers, right? So when houses prices started to go and started to drop because the loans were no longer good or people started kind of doing the value and the loans being more stricter, the value of the homes dropped, the the propensity for the uh, um, like mortgages to be underwater went up and bankruptcies went up and or sorry, foreclosures went up. So therefore the entire cascading thing, A, didn't mean anything because everything was shit because of the, the the instruments that they built to kind of package the loans and sent them out. So it was a failure, a systematic failure. So to talk about the housing crisis and the housing bubble, it, the, the ex- rational exuberance around the actual home stuff itself is probably the only thing that could correlate to the actual um, 
situation we're seeing right now with Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin is fascinating. I think the blockchain is amazing. And I think a lot of people, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's peak crypto because I said that earlier and we're not even near that right now. We're like, we've blown well past that. So it's really hard to, 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 to call up top and to call a bottom. So that's my point. So that you're getting at my point is that I think that this is like the beginning and it's going to fluctuate a lot. And this is like the time of like, the most turbulence of figuring out what it is because right. institutions are actually like, this is testing the limits of what it can do and like bringing it into the mainstream. But I think that that, because it's limited, right. will increase the, and then once increase the demand and because everybody, like all of these major players are going with Bitcoin as their main like cryptocurrency, not Ethereum or any of the others, which they're doing all of them kind of, but like, just because of that, I think it's going to have like legacy. Like, no, they're not going to switch off to do something well, else. Well, first off, to, to be fair, we don't know. You're saying it definitely f- financial institutions are doing that. But I can tell you right now that, that there's people at Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Vanguard, and many of the top tier banks that have want nothing to do with Bitcoin. Now, maybe they're missing out and they're like behind the times and they're totally kind of, of like missing the point entirely of Bitcoin. That's the argument Bitcoin enthusiasts say. It's like, oh, well, you just don't know because you're old and outdated. This is the future, right? A universal currency that's, that is uh, beyond a, a government and can't be controlled by the government. Um, but the thing is, is that what we do know is the people that are doing this are more of the, the tech-savvy libertarian crowd is really the crowd that's driving this thing, okay? Yeah. And then the, the, that, 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 the, their, those people are going to do the most do the best out of all of this because they were all early adopters because they don't believe in fiat non yeah. currencies these are the people but my that- point is like just if it keeps like it's still at make it or break it it's getting through the turbulent time but once like there's regulation in place and once they have like the futures thing it's just getting more institutionalized and it's more major players in like major things who are hooking into it and at that point like it wouldn't be that far for any of those major institutions to like put risk in like once it stabilizes right now they don't have any reason to do it but if like if later there's all this like money in it and it like whatever means something like it turns into something different it absolutely does and it, but it also turns into something that's actually not what it was intended to be which yeah, is i know you know what i mean it's like buying uh a gold coin like a all right here this is a classic example the united collector states coins yeah the electric yeah the united, the united states min makes gold coins that have a denominational value okay let's say it's uh yeah. here's a 90 a one ounce two dollar coin right made of entirely of gold right people yeah. buy that gold coin because it's it's worth two dollars when they go to the cash machine you know what i mean yeah they buy it because the gold in itself has the value in it. And so therefore, when they buy the coin, they buy it for the, the spot price of, of gold, right? And no one yeah. actually um, says, oh, I, oh, my bill. So let's say the, the, the spot price of gold is $1,000, right? Um, so yeah. like the, for an ounce and the thing is an ounce. So you, you buy it for, let's say, I don't know, a thousand bucks. And so you, you go to a place and you're like, oh, the, you, you owe $500. Someone doesn't take the gold chop it in half that coin and then give it to the, you know, to the thing. And they just, it's just, no, it's not. They ultimately take that gold, they exchange it for fiat currency, and then they buy the thing for $500. That's effectively what Bitcoin is, which is not necessarily what it was designed for. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's totally, that's like, it's right now, it's like, like what I was reading also was that it's a potential currency, but as it stands right now, it's not a currency. 
Well, because yeah, like because of yeah. that, like, well, like I mean, just investment. One of the biggest, uh, well, I shouldn't say biggest. One of the larger acceptors of Bitcoin was uh, Steam, the Valve uh, PC yeah. product. And uh, as of like two days ago or a day ago, they just yeah, said, they no, we're, we're, we're not going to do it anymore because it's it's not, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like there's too much volatility in it. So we there's going to be some settling and, and, and certainly so, stuff like that. When I was in Australia, FYI, we didn't even get to that yet. When I was in Australia, there were, I did see some um, like surf shops that said Bitcoin accepted here. Um, yeah. I have no idea because like, right now one Bitcoin could probably buy out the entire right side of the store. You know what I mean? You could, <laughs> you would have so many Javiana sandals. You wouldn't even know what to do with it. You were like, I'll take one Bitcoin worth of Javiana sandals and that would be the entire stock. You know what I mean? Like it would just be ridiculous. Yeah. So um, the, the, I guess. And also like it doesn't, there though all of those stores that take things are converting it directly. They don't keep Bitcoin in their account. I, I, well, I don't know exactly what they're. I mean, that depends. ICOs, like uh, an ICO, and you know, no, a, I mean a merchant. No, I know, but like some places do keep a currency on. You know what I mean? Like they keep it as part of their funding. Like I think some of but the that's ICOs, like that's when they make. That's a totally different thing. I'm just saying there are. I'm just saying there are separate places that get funding, essentially money to start a business that keep currency, cryptocurrency. Versus but that's different because it's yeah. their own. They're giving value to it yeah. themselves. I, I don't. We shouldn't get into the ICO market because that's I know, yeah. way too. I know. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I did it, and I'm sorry. So anyway, <laughs> the the what I was going to say is that if here's the thing, if options become available in five days, if I were able to buy, here's the thing. If I if I, maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'm gonna. Maybe I'll go and buy an option to buy five bitcoins at a hundred dollars. Yeah. Right and and you know how cheap that's going to be to do, so yeah. You know, by the way, options are are is um it's it's based on what they call like a block or whatever. Usually it's in in um it's in the you have to buy a hundred right. So if I wanted to buy a share of if I wanted to buy an option of stocks for a particular thing, it's always in a a grouping of a hundred. Okay, so I'm assuming that's the way it's going to work for Bitcoin. You're going to have to buy a hundred Bitcoin, but I have no clue how they're going to do it. Um, yeah. So literally what you would do is if you bought an option for $120 and the coin was like, let's say a thousand dollars and you think the coin is going to go up to $1,200, you would pay, someone would give you the right to buy their stock for $1,200, right? At a, before this period of time. And then if any point, you already explained how I know, but I didn't explain it. I didn't explain it because this is how people make money. And this is why I think options may crash the market is because so many people are going to short it that it's going to create an opportunity, a, a, a sell opportunity for a lot of people. And the more people that sell the shit, the lower the volume, like the more volume going into sell is going yeah. to, is going to, to, to cause the, the market to crash. Well, maybe people will do the opposite. It's possible. It's possible. I know. Yeah. That's the thing. That's my point is you, you, it's like, there's no telling. Well, it's I could super tell unpredictable. I could tell you this that in the the while I was waiting for you to get here, um, I went to the the Bitcoin kind of some of the Bitcoin like classic Bitcoin story sites, yeah. and it seems to be a mixed bag of it's like maybe fifty fifty. Some people think Bitcoin options are going to crash the market. Other think it's going to make the market better, like on your side. And I think the argument for your side is, is like it's just more of a legitimization to do it, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I I don't think that it 
I agree that it could crash the market, but I think that in the end it would come out stronger. That's my point. Fair enough. So in that case, so whether or not it might, I think that it could make it less volatile. Like it's like, but it's going to make it like a larger market. Like I think more people will have more visibility. Like they all, they also said one of the major things was that they talked about it on Big Bang Theory. Like that was a major driver. So like, oh my people God. know more about it, and like because it's the most watched TV show. I I can't even. But it's just like it was already kind of mean, I mean, but not really. Like nobody knows that much. What it's basically where Facebook was before your parents were on it. But once um, it's like Facebook with your parents, then it's gonna be like just normal, and it's gonna be like accepted, and everyone will know what it is, and it's just gonna be a thing. And at that point, whether or not it's worth super lot of money, or like it's gonna like stabilize, like that's when it will be useful. But I think that all of this, like, maybe it'll crash and go way down, but maybe it's going to go way up. That's why I don't know if I should sell or, like, what? Like, maybe it'll stabilize at, like, 50,000 because there is still a limited number. And if then it turns into, like, the main, like, currency thing. Uh, okay. I mean, so I don't know what to say to that because you're never going to – if you're doing a job, you're never going to get paid in Bitcoin. If you work for the United States government, they're never going to give you Bitcoin as payment. Or if you that's true. If you work for uh, a corporation, unless it's like some whacked out crazy corporation that's like in some island built like on a boat somewhere in international waters, you're not going to get paid in Bitcoin. Um, so like, there has to be some like kind of like you're saying if you're expecting Bitcoin to become the universal currency. Um, I think that's like a very pie in the sky kind of like, I mean, not like the universal currency, but I think like a like universal currency, like, I don't think it'll replace everything, but just that it would be more legitimized, like from, for everything. I mean, maybe, I don't know. It would I don't just know. Need to stabilize. And then it would be another thing. And yeah, there'll still be others too, because once it exists, it'll be like, you know, like people will be more used to that and they'll go to the other things, but it's just like, it will have the majority of people who already are invested in it. And like, it'll have more value to them because it's just like, they know it. I mean, I, I can't disagree with you. And yeah. I'm, that's the thing. There's no telling. That's the thing. Yeah. I can't disagree with you. I can, here's the thing. I want to say that. And to me, here, all right, I'm going to make a crazy, just a crazy thing like a crazy analogy all right um i was very sure that hillary clinton was going to <laughs> win the presidency like i was pretty yeah. sure like i spent a lot of time listening to uh podcasts about polling uh talk like all the different polling things that were out there like, i talked I, I read polls i i looked at the data i even looked at exit polling okay um yeah. as it was coming in the night of the election um and it looked really good early on for her. And I was pretty sure it was going to happen. But guess what? It didn't happen. All right? Um, yeah. But, like, for me, like, it seemed very logical that the Donald Trump was unelectable, right? Because he was just not a typical politician and not something that I felt people would actually go for or at least, you know, electorally go for. Um, I feel the same way about Bitcoin because it's so... Direction. I feel like the I feel like Donald Trump is Bitcoin, okay? Yeah. And um I and thinking about uh like 
if and and fiat cur- government currencies are Hillary Clinton, okay? Yeah. And I feel like I keep saying to myself, I think it's a bubble. Like I, this seems really irrational. There's no way that this could hold. There's no way that it could hold. And I feel like I might be have missed because the whole time I was into Bitcoin. Like we said, we've talked about this when it was two hundred dollars, right? And we, I didn't yeah. buy any. I didn't buy any. You know, I know. I, mostly um, just for laziness. I like wanted to, I just didn't. Right. So like, it's, it's, it's not like I wasn't aware of the technology. I just never bought into it. Okay. I just never bought into it. And I feel like right now it's like, fuck, like, why didn't I like, <laughs> like I mean, but that's the same thing. Like I was saying for people who use it for a currency and like really wanted it to be what it's supposed to be. Um, ugh, Yoda. Uh, like they bought their pizza for like two Bitcoin, like seven years ago. And now that's like a $20,000 piece of pizza, but you can't yeah. look at it that way. But like, that's kind of what it is if they would have saved it. But that's the same thing as you thinking, oh, I could have bought it for $200 and like, right. I mean, it I doesn't could, mean anything. Here's the thing. What I, I was, I remember, so my Bitcoin was stolen, FYI, just like full disclosure. I used an electronic wallet back in the day. Um, that was some website somewhere unsecured. I didn't know anything about anything. I didn't know anything about nothing. And I had some Bitcoin and it was stolen. All right. It was a fraction of, it was like a fraction. It was like maybe, I don't know, 0.02 or something. I don't know, something like that. Right. Not much, but enough. Okay. And, um, that pisses me off. That pisses me off, but whatever. Like, I don't know. There's nothing I could do about it. Um, yeah, the, I guess, where I stand is like this whole time, even at $200, I was like, that's ridiculous. I remember when it went to a hundred bucks, I was like, that is ridiculous. I know. I know. I was like, that is ridiculous. There's no way that's worth a hundred dollars. And th- <laughs> I guess that's my point. My point is, is that this whole time I've been saying that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And I keep saying it. And I, here's the thing, you know, the moment I'll tell you exactly the time the, the Bitcoin crashes is the day I fucking go, I'm going to go buy some Bitcoin because that's like, <laughs> so I'll let you know, I'll let everyone know here. As a matter of fact, I'll do it on air. I'll do it on air. I'll be like, I'm buying a hundred dollars in Bitcoin. Um, so like, uh, anyway, I just, it's just, I, I, Bitcoin is Donald Trump and I've been completely blindsided by this result. And um, I'm hoping, like, rationally something will come in. But you know what? If it's just been for, it's just just like Donald Trump has been completely institutionalized and and like normalized as president. You know what I mean? His outrageous yeah. behavior is completely normal now. Um, like th- th- that's the Bitcoin now. Outrageousness on Bitcoin is the new normal, and I just need to come to terms with it. I just need to under. I just need to look. I understand the fundamentals of it probably more than most people who are investing in it. Um, like, so like, whatever, like I missed out. I'm never, I'm not going to put any money into it. I'm going to be a passive you should. observer. I'm thinking I'm... now to buy more. I don't know. <laughs> After our conversation, but off of the Bitcoin topic, since we took half the show talking about that, even though it is on my mind a lot, just because like, I don't know, like I want to sell it. It's like totally gambling and there's like no predicting. It's just like, and then I'm going to regret like, oh, I went down like way a lot and then now I'll hold it. But then it's going to steady out at like 3000 or something. I would have had so much if I just sold it at that peak. But there's no telling. So there's no point in like doing that. But you, my friend, Parlance, went on an exotic trip during our time away. I did. Show. 
But no, before because I feel like I'm gonna really eat up some time here. So I wanted to I want to make sure you yeah, got no, that's in. why like you need more time than, than this Bitcoin yeah. jibber jabber. Well, I'm not, I don't I don't want to like I, I wrote a lot of notes here, but I, before we do that, how was your Thanksgiving? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh yeah, my Thanksgiving was good. I went to the uh, Washington coast and uh, hung out there. It was kind of nice to like in um, my parents got a getaway place there with my uncle. And so, like, we, the first time I went there, it was pretty cool. Hope was to it, go there more was often. Dreary? Was it dreary? Uh, I don't know. I mean, for you, probably. But I, that, I what like What does that mean grand. for me? What does that mean? Explain that to people. You're already shooting not me. Not for the... me. I mean, I prefer gray skies. I, don't, I prefer not to have that much sun. So, like, I think it's more relaxing. So, but that, that seems like the definition of dreary from what you're saying. I mean, that is but it's like we have a fireplace, but it's like, yeah, it's gray out. You can go. It's you have to put a jacket on and go look at the water. It's like windy and stuff. It's typical Washington coast. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to the moment you invite me there because I want to go to Westport and fish again. So I was yeah, like, I know. I wanna, yeah, we're going to go crabbing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll get a charter. We should do a charter there. Go out for the day. Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention too my uh, today. My stepdaughter got a hundred subscribers on her YouTube channel. That's like double our got her a cake. We got her a cake with a right a hundred on it. How many followers do we have? We have uh like sixty. Sixty three. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Us. Yeah. Way to go. And that's I, pretty I hold, impressive. I hold no animosity toward her. I mean, I definitely do, but I don't. I don't hold any I am not jealous at all. I mean I am, but I'm not. I'm not jealous <laughs> I know. at all. Also, uh, uh, Luke asks, were there vampires? Yeah. And uh, no, I didn't see any anyways. We were, it's right next to a campground. So there could have been some vampires at the campground. I think that they like camping. Yeah, man, I, I, the fact that we have people watching and they heard us go off about Bitcoin for 35 minutes, I just, I'm so sorry, folks. I'm so sorry. I know, I was trying to go into your, your trip. Your trip I is... Know. I think that's that's what everyone wants to hear about. I don't think so. But all right, before we do that, before we get into the trip, um, a couple facts here. Uh, did you know that uh, uh, Australia has uh, 250 to possibly 300,000 wild camels just roaming around in the outback? What? So why, I don't know. That's crazy. How do they I, survive? Well, that's the thing. Uh-huh. It's just like they're freaking camels, dude. They hold, uh, first off, I think they, they can hold their piss for like two weeks. And to the point where, like, when they do piss, it's just like it comes out as like a jello. It comes out like a like a liquid. Why would they even need to hold it? I mean, like, is they don't want to get the sand wet or something? No, because it's uh, the, they're just they're pulling all, they're just like pulling out oh, all the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could That's go interesting. Yeah, they could go really. So I went on a so. First off, I'm a little tan because I went to Australia. The weather was beautiful. Yeah. I that, love that's it. your lead in. I'm like, where did you go exotic? And your lead in is like, I'm a little. I went to Australia. Yeah, and uh, so this is the first. So I go. I, if you've, uh, if you're a fellow watcher of the Fresher and Barland show, you know that I tend to travel a lot, right? Um, this is the first time I, I, I activated my work phone so that I could use it while I could, so I could keep in touch with what was going on. Um, and I did moderate- break everything while yeah. you're gone. <laughs> and I moderately, I moderately paid attention. I will say the second half. Of the like the second week, I wasn't paying as much attention. Um, you got too into your trip, which is what you should do. This is the first trip I came back to where I was like, "Oh, I could." No, I shouldn't say first. 
this is the first time I came back where I was like, I definitely could live in Australia. Like I've been to places yeah. before. I was like, I could live here. You know what I mean? You're like, eh, I could live there. I totally could live in Australia. Really love Sydney. Um, loved. I didn't love Melbourne as much, but also the we, it got hit with like a crazy rainstorm when we were there. It was like, oh, yeah. you know, like those windstorms we get here in Seattle. Just imagine that, except with way heavier rain. And, and it was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of fun. I like it was those. like uh, I think they said it was the most severe storm that they had in the Victoria, which is like the state that Melbourne is in, in something yeah. like twenty years or twenty five years. What? Yeah. Um, was there was there like a people like quote unquote cultural difference between Sydney and Melbourne? Uh, so I couldn't really tell because the day that I spent. So first off, I spent I only did a one night and one night and one full day and night like so like two nights and one day in melbourne yeah um and the full day that i spent in melbourne was the day the storm hit so there wasn't a ton of people out um so it's really hard i didn't really get a sense of the people there uh, uh that much so i couldn't even tell you if they talk differently or any of that stuff um oh yeah uh but uh more data and, needed yeah more data yeah exactly more data. but i was like yeah I, I could live here so Things you need to know in, about Australian a their their prices are pretty expensive, but because as an American, uh, it's like a twenty five percent discount. So like, um, because the, the currency or yes, yeah, it's, it's like uh, one dollar of UAD, UAD or yeah. AU, sorry AUD Australian dollar is equal to seventy five cents of an American dollar. Yeah, but then so the prices are just higher. Everything's higher because the, they have a high minimum wage. Yeah. So, and they have really good, so, so like everyone has healthcare and, and all that. Oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah. You were saying that the healthcare, too, um, they have like joint, like a healthcare agreement with other countries, which I've never heard of that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, the, I don't remember all of the countries. So, again, looking into immigrating to uh, Australia, when you're reading the documentation, it, it talks about some of the stuff. I know, yeah. yeah. That's, I like that you're interested enough that you read all the documentation about immigration. <laughs> 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 that's like pretty far. yeah so uh like the like what level it's like a meritocracy it's kind of like what donald trump wants to do with uh american visas and stuff is that yeah. uh is that you they have like a point system and uh and they have jobs that get you more points and some things that discredit you are your age um whether you have a, a degree in certain things etc yeah um uh, but yeah they do it's like i think sweden and uh, I forget Sweden, fin- Finland, maybe New Zealand. Um, all of these are like you could you could sh- have a share between. So if you're a Finn and you come to Australia, you could go use their medical services. Um, another interesting thing is that New Zealanders could just work in Australia, no questions asked. It's just like you come and live there with no problem. Yeah, that's cool. Pretty cool. Uh, but enough about that stuff. Let's talk about the good stuff. So I went on a, remember I was talking about the camels just now? Yeah. Uh, I went, so, uh, so my itinerary was this. Wild camel ride? Hold on. No, not wild. I wish, no, no. actually they were wild. I don't know if you know this, but you can't raise a camel and then have people ride them. They get too entitled. So you just have to have young ones before they like in, get entitled? No, you have to get old ones so they, they, that they've already been wild. And then you just like, sort of like train them. Huh. The, young, the young ones, it's like if you get them young and then grow them up, they're, they're too rambunctious and they they don't they see humans as equals, and yeah. they they don't respect you or they are whatever they're too whatever wily 
and they they'll buck and you can't you can't ride them. Uh, huh. So I'll give you the itinerary. I went to Sydney, then I went to uh, Uluru, which is uh, in the in the in the outback. Um, yeah, <laughs> and did some hikes there. It's very beautiful. It's uh, sacred Aboriginal grounds. Um, then I flew to into Can, which looks like Carn. Like if you were an American and you were like looking at that word, it looks like Carn. C A I R N S. Carn. Yeah. Karn. But they call it Can. Is that the name of a place? Yes, it's the name of a place. That's where I flew into, and then I stayed an hour north of there in a town called Port Douglas. Um, and from there, I did Great Barrier Reef. I went fishing. Uh, we'll talk about some of those other details. And then I flew south to Melbourne. And from yeah. there, uh, I, I spent the night there. And then we went on a thing called the Great Ocean Road uh, or something. The Great Ocean. Yeah, I think it's called the Great Ocean Road. Um, Wait, is and, the road? So it's it's not in the water, right? Uh, no, it's not. It's not in the water, but okay. it borders the water. Um, cool. and I thought maybe that was some sort of reef tour. But no, no, like, no. It's an actual road. So the re- so Melbourne is on the uh very it's not on the very very south but it's very close it's it's the one of the more it's the biggest southern city and I maybe Adelaide might be big too, um but I think Melbourne is the second biggest city so but it's pretty south, and it's also weird so like um when we were in Port Douglas which is actually very north, um the sun is set uh the sun would set, um, kind of early. Oh wait, let me think about that. Yeah, the sun would set early. It was their spring late. It's like their late spring there. And then when we went down south, uh, everything was it was bright out way later. Um, yeah. What do, am I doing that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So there, it's like you know how here when it's the more north you are, like in the summer, the the more sunlight you get. There, it's the more yeah, south yeah. you are because it's reverse. Cool. It's kind of weird. I know, I know, Jeremy. Oh, sorry. Okay, Fabe. I know, Fletcher, <laughs> but it's hard to rationalize in a within a northern hemisphere brain you know what i mean because you think like the, the toilets more, ran like I the know. toilets um so like we were seeing sunsets in port douglas at around six um yeah. and then in melbourne and down on the great ocean road which is actually it's a southern you go south on that from melbourne we were seeing the sun go down around eight thirty. so it was like two and a half hours difference like in terms of yeah. like sunset um or maybe like two hours which is pretty dramatic. Um, I am uh, the the time zone is ridiculous. The change from where we are to there is absurd. It's like, <laughs> I, uh, like right now, I think it's, I think it's five or maybe I want to say it's like four four forty seven. I want to say a.m. Like yeah, on what's today the Thursday? It's probably like Saturday. Waking up early, right? Saturday. Yeah, we were waking up at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. It was like, it was like, we'd wake up at 7 a.m. and we wouldn't go to bed till like 9 or uh, 10, maybe. Like, so, like, we were, we were out and about like pretty much the entire day. So, Sydney is a wonderful city. It has a lot of Asians. So, there's uh, the, it's, it's 26 million people live in Australia. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is relatively small as a, in terms of population and especially I just looked on here and it said it's 24.13 oh uh, whatever so i'm off by a million whatever so like <laughs> i just happened to have that up because i was thinking about yeah. it yeah well i th- maybe what was that number from so actually from 2016 was- okay so that World was bank. where did you- yeah so i looked at the wiki i want to say i got it from the wikipedia page because i think i got is- it from it's just the google like auto populate yeah. thing it's not a lot of it's not a lot of people. It doesn't matter. You're proving my point even more because it's smaller than what I'm saying. It's yeah. like 
Um, it's a very small amount of people. Most of it is centered on the eastern coast of the country. And 25% uh, of that population is actually immigrants. Okay. I mean, they're all immigrants, technically. Like, yeah. Like, they're all, like, yeah, former British Except subject. Except for the Bushmen. The Aboriginals, as Aboriginal. they call them. Yeah. Oh, Bushmen's different, yeah. Yeah. Um, call that a knife. Yeah, you call that a knife. Yeah, I was working <laughs> on my Australian a lot while I was there. Um, I got pretty good at it for a while there. Uh, but, you know, it comes and goes. I have to, like, think about it a little bit. But, you know, I try. You know, it's That's tough. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, was, I got it really good, like, for a while there, especially if I could hear someone talk and then I could immediately, like, duplicate you should, it. Uh, you should try, like, at a restaurant to order food or something in, with the Australian accent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish. But I the other day I did it, and it was, like, I was so good. It was so ridiculous. I know. Yeah, when you first got back, you were really yeah, good. I could just, like, freaking just nail it. But it's slowly fading um, I'll have to watch some Australian TV shows to kind of get me in in the in the in the zone again. So, um, uh, so anyway, I forget what I was saying. Sydney's oh yeah, lots of immigration, um, a, a lot of Asian folk there. The Chinatown felt like it felt like a, I was in Hong Kong. I'm yeah. not joking. It was like it was like you know when you go into a big Asian city and it's just like all these little shops and trinkets and you know like you know like Harajuku those little stores. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like those little fashion stores. Just think of that, except with every Asian culture, like Korean, um, you know, Japanese, da, 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 like every yeah, little like store. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It was, it, it was pretty dope. We ate at a food court, uh, the same food court twice because it was so good. Um, yeah. It was cheaper, but the food was phenomenal. The food was phenomenal. Um, Uluru is, it was pretty expensive to get to and also to stay there because there's only three hotels on the property. Um, yeah, and there's a bit a giant rock there. Just look it up, folks. It's called Uluru. U L U R U. It's a giant rock that sticks out of the ground. We, Uluru. We, we did a uh, the one of the hikes we did. Um, it's you just walk around it, so you could theoretically climb to the top of the mountain or to the yeah. rock, but it's frowned upon, and it's because it's considered a religious kind of thing. And uh, even though there's a thing that to do it, it they recommend you not to do it. So. Uh, you know me, I'm all like sensitive to people's cultures and needs. So I decided that I told, you know, my wife, I was like, we're not going to, even though you can, we're not going to do it. So we didn't do it, but we did do the 10 point, whatever, six, you're gonna like going to factor around it. Yeah. There's like a 10.6 mile or not mile kilometer track around it. So we did that. Yeah. And you have to, you have to do it in the morning when we were there it was 36 degrees Celsius. Oh yeah. That's really hot. And there's like flies everywhere. Just sticking on your face. As a matter of yeah, fact, the bugs in Australia. I wouldn't want to deal with that. Um, yeah, that's probably one of the negatives of the thing. Oh, you know what? Also, and everything is, wants to kill you. Yeah. So what? Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, the one of I forgot to. We have, that's where we did the camel tour. So that's where the camels are. So they when the first settlers came over, like the you know the people that came over, they had horses. Yeah. All the horses kept dying. They couldn't handle the heat. They couldn't handle anything. So they brought over the camels. And then the lady who was a travel, she was like a camel, like she was a, what is that? A vet, like vet veterinarian. Yeah. Or, well, she was into animal sciences. She like traveled the world and worked on different places with different um, like mammals. So like, there's natively no camels there? There's not native. They're all imported, but now they've been, they've sort of taken over the region. Yeah. Um, which I think is interesting. And they talk about the, I've never thought of like invasive camels. I know, right? It's, I never knew either. Um, so th there's actually a photo on uh, Facebook. Uh, so we were doing a selfie 
And so the the way it works is the the camels. This is where we, in Uluru is where we did the camel tour, and yeah. it's very interesting how they do it because they're they're kind of held together with like a a rope around their neck to the next um, camel, and then um, a little thing in their nose, right here. Really? Yeah, that yeah. connects to the kind of to the harness, so that it kind of just guides them a little bit. And apparently, it only with one one pound. It's like a nose ring. And um, they said that they they explained here that this place they actually did it very humanely and it's it wasn't like crazy and but if yeah. you pull on it, it only one kilogram of pressure would cause it to snap off. So it's not like it what? would just, you know it wouldn't like you know oh yeah but they don't they don't pull back even at all. What do you mean they don't pull back from the nose? No, like they don't. T- you're attached to them, right? Yeah, no. So no, you're sitting on a a custom made saddle. But yeah. the way that they're tethered together is a rope and a nose ring. So it's kind of just like pulling on them a little bit that causes a little pressure and pain if they, yeah. if they start going away. But they said if a camel wants to leave the line, they're going to leave the line because the pressure is there. Is just, it's not that much. It's just there to kind of just yeah. help them. Um, but, but anyway, we're doing a selfie. And um, we're doing our smile and, you know, the classic selfie move. And the fucking camel behind me bit me. What? Like how hard? Uh, hard enough to be annoying. Like Did not you... hard, not to bleed, but hard enough yeah. to be annoying. And first off, I don't. I I was very un unparlance like. Um, I kept my mouth shut. Then he did it again. The, the camel did. Yeah, and twice? Uh, yeah, twice. Uh, but one of them we have on we have it on film. We have the actual bite on camera. Did, wait, see... was there a guide or something to tell you like? So we had a, a a lead guide camel guy, and then a the yeah. camels are they're not really um run, they're not really going fast. They're going pretty slow. Um, yeah. they walk aside us along you. So I, at the end, I told them like, yeah, by the way, the camel bit me, and they're like, oh. And then they cha- they did a little changing of the 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 cord or whatever. And yeah, w- whatever. Um, but also I don't know if you know this camel hooves. They 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 actually you know because sand is thick and you actually sink in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So camels' feet are very interesting. So they look like this a little bit, and when they come yeah. down, they spread out like a snowshoe. Like really? This. Yeah. Yeah. So it is it still like a hoof, or is it soft? It's like both. It's like a hoof. It's soft. It's like a, like a padded. Um, I don't know. They're pretty big. Like you know, their hooves are like this big, but yeah. they're like maybe this big. And then when they hit the thing, they're softer, and it goes like this. It expands out pretty substantially, yeah. and it acts like a snowshoe. Keeps you That's on top pretty of cool. Them. I did not know that. Either did I. And they also pee I'll on look their for video of that. And they also pee on their legs to keep themselves cool. I thought they needed that water. Well, when they well, here's the thing. Our camels, they were well, they were well, they were well, well uh, hydrated. Yeah. And I forget that so the way that they trap camels to, to actually bring them to the, the farm. Yeah. Is uh they <laughs> It's crazy because they're just everywhere. I guess they're, I, we, I think we actually. Saw I mean, some. from the way that you explained it, they need to be able to be wild, or you wouldn't be able to ever use them. Right, um, but uh, you could eat them. They eat camel there, by the way. Oh really? Uh, oh yeah. Could, yeah. Um, so uh, the <laughs> now I forgot where I was where I was going on this one. Oh yeah, there's a signs on the road when you're down up there. It's like camel. Like watch out. You know what it's like? Camel crossing. Yeah. yeah. Here, here we have elk. Crossing there's like like a picture of a camel crossing the road. Um, so anyway, we did that. Uh, it was wonderful. Uh, then we we flew to Port Douglas or Can into Port Douglas, and um, that's where we did the Great Barrier Reef tour. 
and uh, yeah. and it's and the bleaching on the coral is real. Twenty five percent of the coral on the the grape brewery. Who thought it would not be real? Uh, well, apparently in Australia, it's there. There's a map according to the marine biologists on our boat because we took a tour with marine biologists. Yeah. Um, they said that the Australian media is kind of covering it up. Really? Yeah, because it, the the amount of money and the thing is, it's like it's coming to the point where like they're they're being a little bit more serious about it because they realize now, or they shouldn't realize, it's like very obvious. Three billion dollars of the Australian economy is due to the reef. Oh yeah, yeah. So that so, I mean, that seems like better to not cover it up then. And I know, like, right? Well, it. that's the thing is they're they're. It's just like because they're in a kind of a excited, just like all those people. Yeah, well, there, there's a bunch of deniers there and of climate change. Um, and also, they also want to... They have a lot of uh, minerals and, and elements to be dug up there still. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a big part of their exporting to China and stuff. So um, it's kind of like one of those things. Like, they're actually doing stuff to throw more greenhouse gases into the... Like, up into the atmosphere. So... I think it's kind of one of those like economics versus earth kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I guess there is some hope that there's a thing called super corals uh, that they're trying to crossbreed. And do you know, by the way, corals have a mating season. Like it happened just, uh, just after. Yeah, the I, know, I, I didn't, but I heard, I overheard you talking about it earlier. Yeah. It shoots up their sperm and egg and it just floats on top of the water and then it just inseminates. And then the currents take it and it eventually, finds its way to the thing and it starts growing again, which is really weird. Right. And apparently it smells terrible. That um, is weird. Also the beaches there are all closed due to box jellyfish and crocodile. And crocodile. Uh, yeah. Crocodile. Is that a season or is it just always? Just always. It's just crocodiles. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, while we were there, a so, uh, tourist got bit by a, a meter long or a meter and a half long crocodile. Oh, also on the, the uh, reef tour, we did two tours, yeah. one to the low aisles and one to the outer. Um, and when we were at the outer, we saw two sharks about a meter and a half to yeah, a meter, yeah, meter and a half. saying. Everything's out to get you there. I know. Well, the thing is they're reef shark and they're, they don't really attack you unless you're first. I don't want to get into it. We could talk about it another time, but they're generally a harmless creature. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. Um, the the I went fishing. I caught a four about a four and a half foot barracuda. It was amazing. Yeah, I know that's crazy to catch a barracuda. I know, I know. Never heard of that. Um, and amazing. And one thing, one thing to not like, including the flies, is the men's urinals. What's up with them? I didn't hear about this. Um, so the men's urinals. I have a picture, and I wish I gave it here. Maybe I could send it, and we could use it for our our image cover. It's the it's all, every single one of those is the trough. Oh, the trough! I hate the trough. It's all trough. I shouldn't say it's all trough. I would say most restaurants, if they don't have an individual toilet, yeah, it's a trough. That does suck. Every even the airport is a trough. Even the airport? I even, have not seen a trough airport before. Um. It's and, it, and I shouldn't say it's a trough. It's like the P wall. You know what I mean? Like the wall. Oh, the P wall is better than a trough. It's just the P wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. I shouldn't say the trough. It's a P wall. Do people scooch in next to you? Well, so what's interesting is, is in my entire trip, I never, I maybe one other time I had someone um, pee at the same time as me. So like, yeah, so it's just like not that many people. <laughs> or I was just like, I just was 
because of the, my time zone change, I was off schedule with the Australian. Period. Oh, that could have been it too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the the Great Barrier. Then we flew down to Mel- um, Melbourne. We did the great the night. They have a Sunday, like a Wednesday. So Wednesday, every everything closes early there, seven o'clock or whatever. Oh, Europe style. <laughs> Europe style. But Wednesdays is like they're out on the town kind of thing. Yeah. So they do a lot of their stuff on Wednesdays. So like you know how we have late shopping on Saturday, Sunday, or whatever, something like that. Yeah. Like it's when you look at their like uh like event stuff, it's usually on Wednesday, which I think is kind of interesting because it kind of does break up the week a little bit. You know what I mean? But then what if you like go out drinking or whatever on Wednesday and you still have to go to work? I know. Well, I mean, I, I'm saying more about having like a late go to a store late, not like yeah, the yeah. restaurants and the beer, the restaurants and all that shit is all normal. <laughs> they're they're generally open later or whatever. But I'm talking about like retail and and festivities kind of things. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, the they have a night market on Wednesdays in the summer down in Melbourne, and we That's went there. Cool. It was really cool. We there was their music and beer and all that stuff. It was really good. Um, the uh, I, we saw this band called Jack the Fox. I I like oh, one saw a band. That's pretty awesome. Well, they were playing at the night market. There was like yeah. multiple stages and stuff. Oh, yeah. it's like, it's like a, oh, that's cool. So like um, and this band was cool. So cool that I actually remember their name still. Um, yeah, you could look them up. It's called Jack the Fox, but the it's a two piece, and they were really good. And the guy played. It was like like maybe like folk indie kind of, but he played the didgeridoo and stuff. It was kind of cool. It was like it's uh, pretty cool. It was like when I if here's the thing if you went to if you said Parlance, could you just describe to me an indie pop band from Melbourne? <laughs> uh, my like yeah. right like my my Why, they, yes I can. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that would have been my like stereotyped, like you know, not my stereotype, my educated guess based off of like you know fusion you of you? yeah yeah yeah. So it was, and they were great. Uh, Look them up, Jack the Fox. They're pretty. They were pretty good. Um, um, and then we did the Great Asian Road. We did a DIY safari. We saw koalas and kangaroos. Um, I heard you had a run in with the kangaroo. Well, we my yep, we were driving on one of the side. You know, so the Greater Sherman has a bunch of little like turnoffs, like to look yeah. at beautiful things or whatever. Um, and uh, I'm missing so much detail here on these stories, but nevertheless, we uh, we it's abbreviated. Yeah, we we were heading up to this other section, and a kangaroo jumped out of the of the bush, and yeah, it was a two lane road with like maybe. Uh, five to seven feet shoulder let's say it did two jumps boink boink we it just missed us on the second jump and shot back i don't know it went maybe i don't know 20 feet in like a yeah. second i don't even know it was ridiculous more than 20 feet maybe yeah around 20 I, feet, it's I crazy that they jumped that far there was that fast i know it's it was ridiculous um it was it was scary for a moment i think we did ultimately see a car pulled over with a dented in front um, I know because it's big too. Like it would mess up your car. Yeah, it would. It it would. I don't, here's the thing. It wouldn't be as bad as like say hitting a big elk. I don't or think. Or a camel. <laughs> or a camel. Yeah. No. As a matter of fact, they said um, camel. When cars hit camels, it's actually uh, one of the worst things that could happen. Um, yeah. Because they're so big um, that they just. It's the safety not only of the animal but you as a driver. It's like really dangerous, especially yeah. there. It's like. No street lights, no nothing. It's just, it's crazy. Um, and they probably just stand there. Uh, I, I don't, I don't imagine. Yeah, they're, you know, why do they, you know, camels crossing the road? I imagine it's just like, uh, uh. I know, right? Um, they, uh, they, 
Oh, what was I going to say? The shit. Oh, whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> so then we did that. We we drove. We went to the Twelve Apostles, which is a classic, uh, um, like destination. And then it's like rocks sticking out of the ground. Um, and then drove back to Melbourne, spent one more day there, and took off. Um, one other thing to note is that um, beer and wine and booze, yeah, are not sold in any of those are sold in anywhere but like a bottle shop. So that's like countrywide. Countrywide. So it's it's like Washington State used to be worse because you could used to be able to buy uh, beer. I believe, and wine in grocery stores. Oh, you can't even buy beer anywhere? No. What? That's like yeah. super conservative. It's crazy. Um, we uh, They had just voted to pass uh, same-sex marriage. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I saw about that. So that was like, there were pe- people still talking about that. There was a lot of yes signs and rainbow flags and stuff. Seemed very supportive uh, of the thing. So that was nice to see. Um the let's see anything uh oh yeah i we did a one tour we did we went to a uh rain we went to a couple rainforests i totally missed a a section where we went to the blue mountains took a train out into the mountains of of sydney i mean this is this is a long trip this is why we haven't done a show in a while yeah i know right so uh we did one tour called the dream tour with an aboriginal guide who talked about like he would like say things like he called everyone moxie it's like and moxie He's like, what, that like means friend, I guess, in his language, like moxie. Or actually, I think it's mox. And he, everyone in Australia adds IE to anything. So like um, sunglasses or sunnies. Um, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, aluminum can of something is a tinny. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There was one more. Uh, a welly. What the hell is a welly? Oh, the boots. Wellies. Um <laughs> There was a bunch of different like uh, abbreviated IEs and I'm spacing on them. I should have wrote them down so I could be better prepared. Um, just look it up. But the, the guy was really cool and he would, he would do things like, he's like, okay, you see this fruit right here? Didn't talk like that. I'm like, that's not him at all. He doesn't talk like that at all. So um, <laughs> he would point out the fruit um, and he's like, see this fruit right here? And it would be like this like purple thing, like just, you know, like a plum, but like, ob- like oval. He's like, there are 14 species of this in the woods and they all look the same 12 of them are poisonous two of them are good what and something like that it was like he would say this see that yeah and he's like the only way you can tell is if you poke it and if the white stuff comes out but he's like but there's one catch because the one of them during a particular thing if you poke it, it has white stuff coming out but that's only during a season but that one's safe to eat it was just like crazy stuff he's like see this right here and he would put down these leaves he's like which one of these cures cancer <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he's like, uh, see that one over there? He's like, oh, you could do, he was all about, he was like, so he was raised with a bunch of healers all the yeah. time. And, uh, like he was talking about his past and how he wor- went with different healers throughout the country. He spoke 15 languages and he's like, and it's not just 15 languages. He's like, I could speak 15 languages without mixing in English. He's like, I could speak 15 languages. He says he's one of the last people that could do that. Um, and they're just starting to get some of their lands back because, you know, the Australian government's trying to, to make up for what they did to them, you know, when they came yeah. over. Um, so he's going to be retiring pretty soon and he's going to have his homestead. He has like 36 acres up in the jungle somewhere and he's going to start doing yeah. survi- survival school stuff up there. And his dream was to challenge Bear grills to a uh, like survival in the in the, survival, uh, that's in, cool. in the Australian jungle. And he was like so excited about it, too. 
Like he was just so excited about it. Um, apparently he trained some Australian guy to do it. And How that much jungle is there? Is there a lot, lot of jungle? So up in the south where we were, there was a lot. Yeah. It's, it's the oldest rainforest in the world, actually. Um, huh. And they said it was, uh, uh, again, There's. they said there was multiple estimates, but general consensus was it was somewhere in the 140 million year range. That's how old the jungle was. Huh. And there was all sorts of shit that could kill you in there. And it's like all different animals, right? So there's uh, there's a there's a bird that looks like an ostrich that's like purple yeah. and all weird that ha- that could theoretically charge you. There's I'm sure tons of venomous like, as in, like the animals from nowhere else. Oh yeah, all, everything in there is nowhere else. Like everything. Yeah, it's like all super like weird and shit. Unique animals and stuff. Yeah, it's all dude. They're all whacked out. Now we only saw the <laughs> whacked out. Yeah, no. Um, totally whacked out uh they have like they have like tree kangaroos what the hell is a tree like the fact that you just have a kangaroo in and of itself which is this like mammal with a pouch that stands up on its hind legs yeah i know like, that's weird but imagine one that lives in a tree yeah they have a lot of marsupials um the there's like uh weird birds like these things called the ibis i-b-i-s they look like freaking dinosaurs dude and in sydney they're everywhere they're everywhere and they're so <laughs> ugly and scary looking but they're like the pigeon of sydney they're gross yeah um uh there's so many parrots and cockatoos and co- are the par- parrots and cockatoos cockatoos just around they're just around they're just every like there was a part when we were we parked at this one spot and yeah. um on the great ocean road um, i think it was the great ocean road i want to say in one of the towns and there was literally uh a bunch of people like like in this field taking photos like what the hell i look over and i was like there was probably 15 cockatoos just chilling. Yeah. Just chilling. And by the way, I was hunting for one in Sydney, trying to get a good shot, good shot here, there, whatever. Yeah. Like, I just, it, I, subsequently on the trip, I ran into like 30 of them that were just like there doing their shit. There was parrots everywhere. Um, what was it? Uh, we didn't see a lot of the like classic, like weird shit that you see. We saw the koala, we saw the kangaroo, but like we didn't see any of the other weird stuff that's out there. Like we didn't see any of the giant spiders or the 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 um the grubs that grow like this big, you know what I'm oh, talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. Um but we weren't on safari, you know, we were there to um we were there just to kind of have a good time it's and a sampling. Yeah. So I mean, you'll have plenty of time to see that stuff later when you're living there. That's true. That's true. Well it's funny. So when we were in Melbourne and they people were like, Oh, so always a trip, you know, whatever. That's not Australian at all. Uh that accent at all. <laughs> um so they uh uh, we were like, oh, we did this, we did this, we did this, and there, everyone was like, and they were all, you know, native Australians. They're like, yeah, we, we've never, we've never even done that. Most of the Australians never leave the thing, and if they do, they go abroad. They go to like Fiji, yeah, or for Indian. sure, for sure. They never travel within their country, so like, they were like, whoa. We, I would say of the people we spoke to, seventy-five to eighty percent of them said they never even traveled into those other places. Like the most that we heard, like we heard, were people like occasionally people from Sydney would go to Melbourne, and Melbourne would go to Sydney. We did see some natives up in Port Douglas. So a lot of people did go to the Cairns, Port Douglas area, but not a lot yeah. of them. Um, so yeah, it was really good. So I think I started to say this at the end because we're well over time right now. Um, it doesn't matter. It's not like we're going. Do you have anything better to do? Anyway. Yeah. But anyway, at the end of the trip, we came back, right? And I said, I hadn't done much email stuff. I was like, I, I was so relaxed. I was so <laughs> relaxed. I watched, I watched all of Star Trek Discovery 
all of the handmaid's tale all of american vandal um these were just that was like just i was it was just like relaxation it was like a staycation when i came home i just popped on the the netflix and netflix in Australia has that new Star Trek show, and I was like, "Oh, sweet!" Yeah, no, so, that's crazy. It's, it's not Netflix here, but it is everywhere else in the world. I know, and uh, it's so good, and we can talk about that at another point. Um, and uh, the flight was long, so I watched a lot of movies on the flights too. Um, but anyway, I was so relaxed. Like I didn't even know I was relaxed. That's how relaxed I was. I was just like, "I'm so chill." <laughs> it's like Zen. So I get home on Sunday. So I, my flight takes off at noon on Sunday in Melbourne. I yeah. land after 16 hours of travel. I land at 10 a.m. Sunday in Seattle. Yeah. So it's like I, it's like I gained 18 hours back or something <laughs> like that. Uh, or backwards in time because you're going across the dateline. I know it was like you were literally traveling. I don't. I, I guess I don't. I guess we went across the dateline. I don't think we did go across the dateline. I think we went. We approached it right. Like anyway, coming back, I think you're like right with it, if not faster than time. Um. um so uh, going backwards in time. So then um, I, I'm super relaxed and then uh, I chill Sunday. We just kind of like, I fall asleep. I'm really tired. I'm tired right now. I'm like definitely messed up. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, and then you I, come back and I'm like, Peter, uh, everything's falling apart. Without no, you. Hold up. It's not even, we didn't even, I wasn't even stressed. I, I was already stressed. By the time you saw me, I was already stressed out. I get in the car. <laughs> I'm starting to get my routine. You know, I pop in my phone into the, the the headphone jack and I start listening to my podcasts. I'm ready to do my daily routine into the into the uh, the city, and then I hit traffic. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I felt it from my feet moving up, my knee, then yeah. my thigh, then my sternum. All the, I just felt the anxiety just building up. Like, oh frick, here we go, back to normal back to normal it's just like oh i just feel this is the tension this is the shit i have to deal with on a day-to-day basis and then like that the relaxation was gone it was just like oh yeah and also you were saying that like even though it was spring and like everything was all crazy like no allergies to anything nothing nothing no allergies to anything i didn't so i'm i'm allergic to my dog mold pre-grass when i was there it was spring i was i didn't even need my inhaler it was that i was that that not bothered by anything that's amazing yeah well it sounds like a great trip i definitely want to go to australia sometime because i have uh some good friends there i mean i haven't talked to them in like super years but some of my best friends in high school when i was an exchange student were australian so i always wanted to go visit them i even have a tour guide i mean a tour book for australia because i had planned on going a lot sooner but i never made it that's a bummer i have a tour book too plus i have a bunch of tips i could give you that's cool. Um, it's so also, go one couple of the things in the news that happened while we were gone. I didn't see this, but Australian had a vote to name their fairies. Yeah. And one of them that they vote, you remember Bodie McBoatface? Yeah. Well, apparently that won again, but the, the Aussies were like, no, we can't do that because that's already been taken. So they named it Fairy McFairyface. That's pretty good. So I missed it because uh, uh, Sydney has a bunch of, of fairy thing, like pe- passenger fairy stuff. I, yeah. I I think it's out there, and I missed it. I missed the fairy McFairy face. Where do they go? The fairies. Um, to Is there like a lot of islands? No, there's just um, there's like a bunch of bays and stuff. So like, you could either go. It would take maybe like I don't know x amount of time to go around, but the ferry yeah. maybe only like thirty minutes versus like an hour in the car or something like that. Huh. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like fairies that go out. There might be some islands that things go to, but a lot of them are peninsulas and other areas that would be 
essentially as a commuter, you don't, you don't have to drive. If you work in the central business district, you could just go, if you're far away and you could just hop on a ferry and bounce back and forth. Um, everything there is like tap on tap off kind of thing. It's oh like, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, which is pretty good. Um, so uh, Russia was banned from going to the Olympics. I mean, what the hell is that all? That's crazy. And not only that, like, but they can, go ahead. The, the, they can still be like the athletes can still be in it with just like unmarked. Did you hear that? Well, here's what I heard. It's on an individual basis. Okay. Yeah. And even if they win, they will only, they'll play the Olympic anthem and not the Russian anthem. The Russian anthem is essentially Russians are completely boycotted. Uh, yeah. Completely. Um, they're not going to be in the opening or closing ceremonies are just done. And to the point where it's like, I don't know what the hell's going on right now, but like, I just heard that our UN ambassadors of the Americans may not go now. I know. Yeah. It was because they, they were worried about the security in South Korea. What the hell? What the hell? I know. That's ridiculous. That um, they would even like mention that. I know. Um, like, it's just like, yeah, it's dumb. It's ah, so dumb. It's so dumb. It is the worst. I know. It's really dumb. And by the way, yeah, Australians, they, the they access right now, like a hundred percent. Australians don't give a shit about America anymore. It's all about China. I don't think the world does. It's China. <laughs> they care about China. Yeah. I mean, um, it's like, it's, it's a power vacuum. Yep. So, um, you know how you, was, you uh, we always joke when I say something, you go, well, there's an app for that. You know, you said yeah. that the other day. Um, this is a, there's a new one. Is is the McDonald's uh, ice cream machine broken? Ooh, that is a good app. Ice cream yeah. machine dot report. <laughs> so yeah, I, I forget what the name of the, the app is. I could look it up, but we're kind of I'm just blowing through some of these things. Um and then uh Tesla, Elon Musk is shooting his car to what is he going to the moon or the Mars? Mars. Where's, he's sending the Mars. Mars. Sending his car to the Mars. This new uh, heavy, heavy rocket. Like it's the first time they're gonna use it and he'll his test shot will be shooting his first Tesla Roadster into orbit of Mars. Just because um, just he can and he needs something to test with. <laughs> so funny. You think you can choose something more like like a bicycle. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's just, it's just for the sake of like, I'll just shoot my car. It's like a crazy idea and then he can just actually do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. And then lastly, uh, do you see this smart condom thing? You had showed me. Uh, this is truly an internet of things. <laughs> I, I, I don't want them to get my personal data, though. How do I know my data is secure? Well, they said it's... They said it's is recording. This is uh, encrypted. And it's kind of a misnomer. Actually, it's just... Frankly, it just looks like a cock ring. Not to be crass, but that's what it looks <laughs> yeah. like. It's um, like for uh, exercise. And you, yeah, you put Backer. it... Exactly. Well, it literally... It's a, like a rubberized thing that stretches... Um, so for those of you who are girly, I guess you could, it'll be okay. Um, but it sends uh, sexual data to an app on the user's smartphone. Sexual um, data. Yeah. It's apparently in it. Uh, you can also share the data anonymously, which <laughs> I find hilarious. Hold on. I'm, I'm trying to bring up the, uh, the, it's going pretty low. Cause my, I think all of my, uh, either a, this is a shitty website probably, um, or, <laughs> or all of my bandwidth is, is being taken up by this thing. Um, it's a, there's an LED that will emit a purple light if a sexually transmitted infection is present and they can identify it. I think that's pretty useful. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Well, it's supposed to be paired with a condom. Yeah, um, that's weird. It's capable of detecting chlamydia and gonorrhea. Hmm. I think that's pretty interesting, don't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so, but I don't know. It seems like, 
I don't know. They could have done something better. Well, hold on. That's not the only thing it does. Ah, hold on. That's not it's, all. Uh, it measures the number and velocity of thrusts. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, uh, of course. Total duration of, I think quote, uh, Luke seems session. like he's interested in uh, maybe uh, <laughs> checking this out. We should, maybe I'll, I'll throw the link out on the, um, we haven't done this actually. I don't know why. I'm throwing the link on the, on our uh, live chat. And uh, it, it also has traditional fitness tracker information like calories burned. Um, and so if you, just, if you just wear it all the time, like would, can it track that too? I mean, it should be able to. <laughs> well, it doesn't say steps taken. Doesn't, oh, doesn't yeah. Step. It's not steps. But oh, it you does can just all- thrust. You can thrust walk. Good news and bad news. Good news is that it's going to also track your positions used. Bad yeah. news, it's in beta. Oh, so. beta. So it's called the icon. It's called icon. I.con. That's also um, dumb. Anything I. I mean, yeah. I mean, it looks like to me like a a cock ring meets a Fitbit. It's exactly what you're describing, also. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I mean, like the like the, the its functions. Um. Yeah. Pretty much. It doesn't have heart rate, though. It doesn't have heart rate. It should. I know it should. A little light on there. I think. I think the the gonorrhea and um and uh, chlamydia track. I think. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's cool. They should put a camera on it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, why didn't they? I mean, yeah. And then make that uh, VR, make it a VR situation. (laughs) So like as you're (laughs) VR while you're going at it. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like a wing view. Was there a, was there a one? I feel like there was a movie where um, that people would have sex and then they would, you could see through the eyes of the other user. What? I mean, that sounds, I don't see why you, what? That doesn't seem cool. I don't know. I could be making that up. I could be making that up. I feel like it was a black mirror episode where the people <laughs> oh, would have, and they would like look also, at Luke says, miles of thrusts. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. It's like, Oh shit. I didn't get my 10,000 thrusts today. Shit. Yeah. And they just sit by the bed, just pumping. He also um, says he likes the Internet of Things. <laughs> <laughs> good, good one. Yeah. So uh, we should. I, yeah, we're done. We're done. We went way sign long. Sign out. Yeah. Sign um, out. So uh, just a quick shout out. We're part of a uh, a podcast network called the uh, soon to be named network. There's a bunch of like minded individuals talking about interesting things such as uh, comic books and politics and I don't know video games and lots True. of other stuff. You should Soon check it out. Network.com. Yep. Check um, it out. I don't think we have, do you have anything else you need to add? I think we, uh, I think this is a great show. We went, we went I think way it's pretty good. Yeah. Cover a lot of topics. We're over. We got a lot of Bitcoin talk. We'll have to get back. You should, uh, everyone, uh, mail us or message us on Twitter or Facebook with any of your Bitcoin or, uh, other related things, maybe about, uh, Parlance's trip or just general tips. We never get tips. I mean, well, we do get tips, but like in person, not in uh, email. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. So um, maybe we should run a an icon uh, contest. It's only yeah. Oh, we also have to do some end of year things pretty soon. Oh, that's true. I totally did not meet my goal this year. Yeah, me either. But we can talk about that later. 
Yep. So, all right. Um, let me find the, uh, I can't, this is pathetic. So this is uh, Parland saying, sayonara, muchachos. <laughs> Frederick's saying, later, taters. <laughs> <laughs>